Hello and welcome to Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church located in Fremont, California. It is our prayer that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Let us prepare our hearts to hear the word of the Lord. Good morning, family. It is my turn to preach this morning. And Pastor Murphy is also away at a conference, so he'll be back next week. But I'm looking forward to sharing with you this morning. I feel that there's a word that God has for all of us, and and I'm excited to share it with you. When you first came in, and I see some of you have already kind kind of caught a clue of what may be happening today, but when you first came in, you were given a sheet that has our care units on there. And care units, for those of you who are visiting or who are uh, not members, care units is the way that we organize our church family into what we may call tribes. We're from all over the Bay Area, as you see um, on this roster. And, And our deacons are responsible for geographical areas that we call care units. And so what I'd like you to do right now, if you haven't already done so, is to uh, look at this sheet, and this is for members and visitors as well, look at the sheet and see if you can identify your zip code and the corresponding care unit. So just take a minute and look for that. If you live out of the area, um, you get a pass. You get out of the area, you get a pass. But for everybody else and visitors, too, if you're in the area, see if you can identify your zip code, your area. Now, San Jose 2, the yellow one, is, is very hard to read. And I will tell you the, the, the trick is, if you are a 9-5 and you're not a 9-5 that is in San, Ho- San Jose 1 or in San Jose 3, then you are probably in San Jose too, if you can't see that. Okay, everybody know where they are, what their, their, um, their area. All right, now I'm going to ask you to do something, and I know you're not going to like it, so I'm going to ask for forgiveness and ask for you, your patience and your grace and to humble me. I'm just going to say that out there, but I'm going to ask you to please do this for me. I'd like us to come to the word of the Lord this morning sitting in our geographical family. In fact, oh, that's very helpful. If there's a flag under your seat, that'll help you find it. Somebody could just hold that up. And I'd like you now, we're going to have a little moving music. And if you have not already clued in and if you're not sitting in your area, I'm going to ask you to please move right now. Let's do this as quickly as possible. Making me way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name.
Okay, let's see if we can kind of pull back together. Sit closely. Okay, I think everybody is in position. So let us come back together. Thank you, thank you for playing along. Thank you. Now that you're kind of in your care unit or in your geographical area, I want you just to look around and look at the people who are near you. These are people that live in some proximity to you. Somewhere they live in a proximity to you. And without moving any further, just turn around and greet them. If you don't know them, introduce yourself. And we'll just take 30 seconds to do this. And then we'll go to the word of the Lord. Okay, thank you. Let us now get ready to hear the word of the Lord. I am so happy that you're happy to talk to each other. That's wonderful. Let us now get ready to hear the word of the Lord. Today we have two biblical passages that we'll be looking at. They'll be on the screen shortly. The first one is John 13 verses 34 through 35. And the second passage is Galatians 6, 2. John 13, 34 through 35, and Galatians 6, 2. Hear the word of the Lord. A new command I give you, to love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And Galatians 6.2 says, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. My sermon title this morning is The Theology of Cheers. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, it is just a joy to be with the family. And God, your presence is here, and we enjoy just sharing with one another and sharing with you. But right now, God, we open our hearts and our minds to receive the word that you have for us this morning. Lord, I ask that you just customize your message for each one of us. Lord, remove the messenger, and may your word go forth. We love you, God. Thank you. Amen. You may have recognized that our moving music was to the theme song, the theme song of the popular TV show, Cheers. It was one of the longest running sitcoms in television history. It ran for 11 seasons. And I think one of the reasons that it was so popular is because it speaks to something deep in our human longing. 
If you've seen the show, you know that it's a, a sitcom that is set in a bar in Boston. And it has a cast of characters that are, are quirky and flawed, have a lot of issues, but somehow that cast of characters becomes a family. And the whole series is really about their lives together. You never so, really see what happens outside of Cheers. They're always there, but they become a family. And I think it's popular because it speaks to something deep within. That theme song captures it well. You probably even know the name, the, the words. It says, sometime you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to go where everybody knows your name. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever just felt like you wanted to be part of a community where you were known and everybody knew your name? I think that the theology of Cheers is that that show captures how God has wired us, what God wants for every one of us. We all long to belong. We all want to belong to a community where we feel accepted and cared for with all of our flaws and faults and warts and imperfections. One pastor put it this way. He said, we all want a community where if we don't show up, somebody will notice, where we can feel connected, where we have things in common, common values and common priorities. We want a community where we can share joys and sorrows, victories and defeats, stories and laughter, even pizza and a Coke. I love that part. Pizza and a Coke. We all want to belong to a group of people who matter to us and who we know We matter to them. But the truth is that it's hard to find that type of community these days. Loneliness and isolation is at an epidemic high. According to two recent surveys, reports of loneliness has doubled in the last 35 years. In the 80s, 20% of adults reported feelings of loneliness. Now that number has doubled to 40%. In fact, did you know that isolation and loneliness, that sense of not belonging, can kill you, literally? It's been confirmed by a variety of different studies that the mortality rate from loneliness is comparable to the mortality rate of smoking. That loneliness is considered twice as dangerous as obesity. It's even a predictor of premature death. Researchers say that there are two major culprits. In fact, they're calling it a loneliness epidemic. It's a health crisis. And researchers say there's two major culprits for this. Urbanization and technology. With urbanization, we can be in a crowd of people and still feel intensely lonely. And technology, while in many ways it's meant to connect us, has had in very many cases the opposite effect. 
A study of Facebook users found that the amount of time you spend on the social network is inversely related to how happy you feel during the day. In other words, the more you're on the social channels, the less happy you feel. And they've discovered that instead of feeling more connected, we actually feel less connected. We are literally dying for a lack of belonging. In his book, uh, Bowling Alone, author Robert Putman makes the case that finding a place to belong is the primary issue of the 21st century. He says in the 60s and the 70s, the issue was identity. Why am I here and who am I? You may recall, if you're from, from that time period, I remember, that people would quit their jobs and go to the woods so they could figure out, who am I? But now, he says, the crucial issue, the crucial question is, where do I belong? And you would think that the church would be immune from this crisis. After all, isn't that what we're supposed to offer as the family of God? Aren't we supposed to be that, that kind of community where we, we feel loved and cared for and accepted and, and, and belong? For many of us, that sense of community is indeed true. We do feel that here. But that's not true for everybody. Unfortunately, we have a lot of loneliness right here. There are people who come here Sunday after Sunday who don't really feel like they belong. And what's more, there are those who have a feeling of isolation and disconnection because of what challenges and trials that they are, are happening in their lives right now. They don't really know who to talk to. They're not really sharing. They are suffering in silence, and no one knows. So we all desire to belong and experience care and connection, and we know that that's God's vision for his church, but we don't always live it out very well. So how can we address this? Let's look at our texts. John tells us that we are to be known as Christ's disciples by our love for one another. And in Galatians, Paul tells us to carry each other's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. And that law is that we love one another. So in short, you could say, if love is the hallmark of being a disciple of Christ, then carrying one another's burdens is evidence of that love. We carry one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law to love one another. Carrying one another's burdens is how we care for one another. It's how we live in community. It's how we manifest that we belong. When we carry one another's burdens, we are saying, you matter to me. We're in this together. We belong to each other, and you are not alone. So what kind of burdens are we talking about? In the original Greek, the word burden here encompasses any weight which presses heavily on the body, mind, or spirit as toil or suffering, a responsibility, or anxiety. All of these are types of burdens. 
We have financial burdens, physical burdens, emotional burdens, spiritual burdens, marital burdens, parenting burdens, job-related burdens, housing burdens, and the list goes on and on. Some burdens we have brought upon ourselves by the choices that we've made. And other are burdens that life has just given us because we're in a broken and fallen world. Burdens can be large and burdens can be small. What may be a burden to you may not actually be a burden to me. But if it's a weight that you feel, it's a burden. And burdens don't always, aren't always negative. Remember, it's, a burden is just a weight we are carrying. And so any weight, whether it's labor or a responsibility, all of those are burdens. For example, caring for children or an aging parent is a burden. We would do it. We love them. We, would, we, we wouldn't want to do it any other way. But the truth is, it is a weight. It is a burden. So I want you to think right now, what burdens are you carrying? Just have a couple come to your mind. We all have burdens. Just think about what burdens are you carrying? And as you kind of visualize them, you may even want to visualize it metaphorically that it's on your back or on your shoulders. Think about what it feels like, what it would feel like to have that burden lightened. When our burdens are lightened, we feel a little lighter, don't we? We have a little pep in our step. That's what we can offer one another when we carry each other's burdens. The original meaning of the word for carry in our text suggests lending a hand to help by lifting a heavy load. It's not about taking on someone's burden. It's not about fixing someone's burden. It's not about removing someone's burden or becoming codependent as you help them carry their burden. It's about coming alongside and just easing some of their burden in whatever way you can. I love this, this illustration. You have old and young. You have everyone kind of working together. And each one is helping to ease the load of another. Carrying someone's burden can be a huge sacrifice of time and money and energy. Or it may not be a huge sacrifice at all. Either way, it's a blessing and a gift to the recipient. I was reminded of a story that, um, that my dad has shared over the years uh, from back when he had cancer in the 80s. And he tells the story of a time when he was in the hospital and uh, we had a dear friend of the family whose name was Mark. And Mark was kind of introverted. He didn't really talk a lot, but he was a deeply caring person. So on this one particular occasion, he was visiting my dad in the hospital, and, and my dad was just so tired that day. And he was trying to keep company with Mark and keep the conversation going, but it just, he, was, he was exhausted. And so Mark, kind of picking up on this, says, you know, go ahead, go ahead and rest, Pastor Long. It's okay. Go ahead and take a nap. So my dad, after he couldn't keep his eyes open any longer, he goes ahead and, and he takes a nap. And, and I don't know what the duration of time was. But my dad tells the story that when he woke up from his nap, 
Mark was still there. And when he tells the story, he can even get a little choked up about it because it was so meaningful for him that he had gone to sleep, but Mark was present. That was easing a burden. And maybe it was no big deal to Mark. He probably had reading materials and was, was having a good time, but it was huge for my dad. Earlier this week, I um, was getting ready for this message, and whenever I know that I'm going to preach, I get anxious, and that's a burden for me. And, and out of the blue, I, had, I got a text. And out of the blue, the text says, how is your day going? How can I pray for you? The timing was impeccable. The timing was impeccable. I don't know what made this person text me, but the timing was meant for me. It was a God gift. So I text her back, and I said, I'm actually having a great day, but I am preaching on Sunday, and I'm a little anxious about it. Pray for me. And she texts back, I will. My burden was eased in that moment. Belonging to a community where we can share our burdens is God's design for his family. We are interconnected, mutually responsible, mutually accountable, and we mutually belong to one another. It's this beautiful dance of giving and receiving, sharing and accepting. We all have burdens that we are carrying But God has placed us in a community where we can belong. And together, our burdens can be lightened when we carry one another's burdens. In fact, I believe the very act of helping to lighten another person's burden actually helps to lighten our own. It gets us out of that woe is me, focus on my burden mentality. There's joy in helping to lighten the burden of another. God's design for how we are to belong and love one another by carrying each other's burdens is just amazing. But we have to participate. We have to enter in. There are so many needs and concerns and pains and feelings of loneliness right in this room right now. And it's not meant for just a few people to carry the burden. As a pastoral staff, we can only only help so much. The deacons can only carry so much. God's design is that it is his whole community, his whole family that carries the burdens for one another. But unfortunately, we don't always do that very well either. So how can we grow in this area? How can we get better at loving one another and carrying each other's burdens? Well, I have two principles I want to share. And there are two sides of the same coin. First thing that we need to do is we need to be open to share our burdens. People can't help carry our burdens if we never share what our burdens are. That means we have to be in some kind of relationship with them to share. You cannot fully belong or be part of a community or help in caring for one another's burdens if you stay out on the periphery. We cannot care for one another the way God intends if we stay outside on the porch. You have to come inside the house. Sharing our burdens is scary. 
It requires vulnerability and humility. Many of us struggle with pride. We worry about what people are going to think about us if we tell them about our burden. Many of us struggle with not wanting to feel dependent on anybody. Or, as we say, we don't want to be a burden on anybody. Many of us are afraid of being judged or being talked about. Many of us have been burned and we can struggle with trust. All of these are real issues and I don't want to minimize them. But they're potential for growth. They block us from experiencing the love God wants us to experience in his community. And God is inviting us to enter in, even if we need to just start with baby steps. Yes, it can be scary, and we need to be prayerful about who we share with, but God has designed his community in such a way that there is somebody here who can and wants to, and God has already put in place to share your burden. But we will never know, you will never know, if you don't take the risk to share. And it does require vulnerability. I love this quote from research professor Brene Brown. She spent the last 10 years studying vulnerability. And she says, vulnerability is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, and courage. It's the source of hope, empathy, accountability, and authenticity. If we want deeper, more meaningful, spiritual lives, if we want to feel that sense of belonging, vulnerability is the path. It's through that vulnerability, vulnerability before God and vulnerability with our brothers and sisters in Christ that we can experience God's love in the most profound ways. It allows God to love us through his people. It allows us to experience God's love with flesh on. A few years ago, I was entering, uh, starting a small group. And, and it was a group where I was feeling like I wanted to go deep. I wanted to experience a sisterhood. I wanted to, to be committed and to belong. And often when a small group gets started, you, you share your spiritual journey and your life stories, and, and we were going to do that. And as, I, as my turn, turn came, I had a decision to make. About 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago now, I went through a painful and, and very challenging and difficult divorce. And normally when I'm telling my journey, I kind of glaze over that part because I don't, don't really want to go back there. Um, it's, there was still pain associated for me with it. But I was in a community where I had an opportunity, and I had a decision to make. So the night before it was my turn to share, I prayed about it, and I asked God, you know, do I, do I really go here? Do I share about this with this group? And I felt God telling me yes. And so that next night, it was my turn, and as I'm sharing, I gave way more details than I have ever given prior about what happened and my part in it and, and how God redeemed it and, and just the pain of it all. And I will confess to you that after I shared all that, I was scared. 
I felt naked. I felt vulnerable. I was replaying in my brain, should I have told them that? What are they going to think about me? But an amazing thing happened. I felt so loved. I felt heard. I felt affirmed. And I knew that was God loving me through his people. They had thoughts and insights that I hadn't even thought of. It was a healing moment for me. But it was scary. So first, we need to be open to share our burdens. I didn't even realize that that historical reality was still a burden I was carrying until I released it. So the only way someone can help carry our burdens is if we share them. That's the first side of the coin. We have to take the risk and be vulnerable and share. The second side of the coin is that we need to, as a community, become intentional burden carriers. So on the one side, we need to take the risk to share. But on the other side, we have to be willing to help carry the burden by being an intentional burden carrier. And I want to suggest three simple things that I think can help us grow and be better at being intentional burden carriers. And that is to stop, to look, and to listen. We learned it in elementary school. It sounds simple, but it's not easy. By stop, I mean that we slow down, that we become present and in the moment with people. I don't know about you, but I am moving so quickly all the time. I can pass somebody and say hi and and not even really see them. We need to do better at stopping and being present in the moment. It may even require adjusting our lifestyles so we have a little bit more margin, so we're not trying to get from here to there in half the time, and we, we just need to do better. But once we have stopped and once we are present in that moment, then we're in a position to look. And by look, I mean to really pay attention, to notice the body language. Are their shoulders drooping? Is there sadness in their eyes? Where it's said that the eyes are the window to the soul. Do we really see each other? I was convicted earlier this week. I was at Safeway, and, and I was checking out, and the cashier is asking me about my day, and I'm asking about her day, and it, and it hit me. It's almost like God just tapped me on the shoulder. The whole time we were talking, I never once looked at her. I'm digging for my debit card and posting my, typing in my password, but we never really connected. I didn't really see her. We need to... Stop, be in the moment, and we need to look, to pay attention. And once we have stopped and we're paying attention, now we are poised to listen. And by listening, I mean creating that safe space where people feel heard and feel like they can share. Have you ever had it happen where you had something heavy on your heart and you, and you want to tell somebody and, and you start talking and you can tell that they're thinking about something else 
or they're waiting for you to be done so they can say what they want to say. We want to not do that. We want to learn how to listen and create a safe space where people feel, okay, I think I can share. Listening means focus on what is being said, really listening on what is being said. What are the words under the words? If somebody, if you say, how are you doing? And they say, fine. Are they really fine? Listen for the words under the words. I noticed on our SBCC Twitter on Friday, and if you don't follow us on Twitter, I would encourage you to. Uh, Tony DeGruy keeps our, our SBCC Twitter live and well. And on Friday, he did this tweet, and the timing was perfect. The tweet said, focus on what is being said. If we become better listeners than advice givers, we will learn to know people rather than fix people. We will learn to know people rather than fix people. I don't know about you, but I would much rather somebody be knowing me than trying to fix me. Listening creates the space where we can allow ourselves to get to know someone, to hear them, to hear their burdens, and to listen for what the Holy Spirit may be saying to us for how we may be able to help ease their burden. Now, this isn't going to happen with every single encounter or interaction that we have. But we do want to grow in becoming burden carriers. And as we grow, our antenna will be raised. We'll get sharper at learning to sense when we need to stop and look and listen. The Holy Spirit will, will, will draw us to be able to, to discern, do I need to spend a little more time here? Is there a question that I need to ask? Is there a way that I can ease this burden? When someone knows that we care, when we stop, when we look, and when we listen, we're in a position to help carry their burden. So God's antidote to this epidemic of loneliness, this hunger and desire that we have to belong, is in the tangible experience and expression of God's love through his people And it really manifests itself when we carry each other's burdens. And that's no small thing. Because even as we saw in Cheers, we can create communities where everybody knows our name. But that's not enough. And here at South Bay, there will probably never be a time when everybody in here knows your name. It's probably not going to happen. But the good news is that there is someone here who knows everybody's name and who has invited us to belong. Jesus himself carried our burdens. When he died on the cross, he made it possible for us to belong to God and to belong to this family for eternity. Our burdens are just temporary. But as we carry one another's burdens, we can be assured that we are not carrying those burdens alone because Jesus promises us never to leave us 
or forsake us. Jesus promised, cast your cares on me because he cares for us. So as we're carrying the burdens of one another, we're not doing it alone. We are with Jesus, who is the true burden carrier. We simply are his hands and feet as we live in community. So we become intentional burden carriers. We are only doing what the Son of God has already done and continues to do in our lives. And as we trust him, our burdens and the burdens for others that we are carrying become easier. Because as it says in Matthew, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So I invite you this morning, brothers and sisters, with all of our burdens, I invite you to trust God and to trust his family. There are people here that you can share your burden with who are ready to lighten your load. You may not even know the resources they have or the things that they may say or the connections that they may connect you with that can lighten your load. But you'll never know unless you share. And I also invite you to become an intentional burden carrier. Someone who will stop and look and listen to your brother or your sister and help them carry the burden as God leads you. This is the will of Christ Jesus for his family. We are invited to enter in. And Jesus invites anyone who so desires to be part of this family because that's where we belong. Please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, Sometimes our burdens can just feel so heavy. And God, we don't always feel comfortable sharing. But God, we hear you. We hear you this morning as you invite us, God, to trust you and to trust this family. God, I ask that you lead us to those people that we can share with who can lighten our burden. And Lord, that you you open our eyes as we stop and look and listen for those that you are inviting us to carry their burden. God, we need you. And we are so grateful that you are our true burden carrier. Because as we carry other people's burdens, we know you are carrying us. We are grateful. So we thank you, God, for this word. And may it continue to resonate in our hearts even as we leave this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this installment of Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church located at 47385 Warm Springs Boulevard, Fremont, California. We can be found on the web at www.sobcc.org. We'd like to take a moment to invite you to come and join us in person for one of our dynamic Sunday morning worship services. 
Services begin at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. each Sunday, and we would be so blessed to have you come worship with us. We'd also love to hear from you a word about how this ministry is helping you renew your mind for the glory of Jesus Christ. So please contact us, and we pray God's blessings over you the rest of this day. God bless.